Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Radio Red in the house. Thank you, Ryan Treasure, for that wonderful introduction. And shout out to Josh, our engineer guest. Please wave hello to Facebook. We are streaming live. Happy to be here. Is it really August 1st already? Most of us didn't even know who was going to get to be part of 2022. And now we're in well, first, the first quarter, the second quarter. We're in the second half of the year. If you keep a business calendar, that's what we do. So I have my guests. I want you to join me before I really introduce the show. We have to say hello to somebody very special. It's LLL. And on the count of three, I'm going to have you join me in saying hello, LLL. You all ready? We didn't rehearse this. This is live. What can I tell you? Reality radio, reality TV. One, two, three. Hello, LLL. Josh, I know I say it every week, but I think this was the best ever. It just gets better every week. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. She lives in Whitestone, New York. Uh, I've been trying to get a fake GoFundMe for her to move her to London, but with the weather in London recently, I don't think we want her to go there, do we? Rob, I think we'll keep her in Larchmont, which is closer to Whitestone. It's not as glamorous as London, but I think we want her to be in a better weather climate. So there you go. So today is August 1st. It's the 213th day of of the Gregorian calendar in 2020. 22, and I always do a shout out to Greg, Gregory, Gregor, whatever his mommy called him. We're still using his calendar. Can you believe that? There are 152 days left in the year. It's the 31st Monday. Nobody cares about that except me. And the reason I give the countdown to the days of the year that are left is you may want to start looking for something wonderful to drink on New Year's Eve, alcoholic, non-alcoholic. If you're planning, Victoria or Anissa or Rob, if you're planning to make your own Kahlua in the sink in the garage, you might want to start it now so it really molds and has wonderful flavor. If you've got a still in the backyard, you want some real hardcore whiskey it's a time but if you just want to go online to a wine store or a liquor store and order something wonderful i wouldn't wait too long the shelves will be all gone soon it's in the western zodiac of leo july 23rd to august 20th do we have any leos on the show today any any of you leos no well i have somebody very near and dear to me who's having a birthday on august 18th and he is definitely a leo we'll leave it at that natural leaders magnificent and striking as the lion radiantly joyful liberal with their appeal fiercely proud and confident, love and live life to the fullest, rather than being in charge at home, work and play. Okay, not sure about that. They're creative, they're arrogant, they're stubborn, and they love being admired and expensive things. I can attest to that. Yes, there we go. So let me tell you who's on my special show today. Every week is special. I'm so happy to be here as if you can't tell. Raise your hand and wave just and say hello just briefly when I call your name. We have Anissa Buckley with us. Anissa is the founder of B the lower letter, lowercase b dash untethered. I think you can all spell that. She's a health and wellness expert. She's an innovator. She's an adventurer. And I named this episode after you, Anissa. It's called the Creativity Adventure 
adventurers. Mm-hmm. And the other guests are too. But I always pick something that that really, I almost did your superpowers, Rob. We'll get to Rob in a second. So Anissa is with us. And Anissa is so busy running marathons and swimming Ironman triathlons all over the world. We had to make a special appointment to get her here and get her off the bike, off the lake, out of the ocean, get the flippers off and get her here. And she's beautiful and she's here. Anissa, we'll be hearing more from you in a minute. So thank you so much. And then let's go around to Rob Tillman. Rob, wave hello. There he is. Rob, he had less than $2 in his pocket. I don't know how old he was. I didn't have any money in my pocket when I was seven or eight. But I got to tell you, I think this is more of a, of a young adult story here. He climbed the corporate ladder and ended up as an aerospace executive. If that isn't an interesting journey, he's going to tell us about it. Now he has a company called Unignorable. Anybody who feels in a job, in an organization, nobody's paying attention to me. Well, Rob takes care of that. He coaches, he mentors, he helps people understand how to unleash their superpowers. And we're going to talk about superpowers. Rob Tillman, delighted to have you. And then we have Victoria Rader. Wave hello, Victoria. R-A-D-E-R is her last name. She's Ukrainian born. You can mention that when you talk. She's a possibility coach. I have never heard of a possibility coach. We're going to have to find out what that is. And the founder of YU2, the letter Y, the letter 2, you too and the word shine you too shine she's the author of only four books well what have you been doing with your life victoria she's the founder of free me eft we'll find out and the creator of apps master dash m capital e and empower dash m capital e we're gonna find out all about that great respect for anybody who can design apps so join me ak radio red for read my lips the creativity adventurers I think I'm a creativity adventurer because I started this show talking about creativity. I think I met you all three at the National Publicity Summit. Victoria, Anissa, Rob, yes? The summit is a marathon. You need superpowers to do it. I just have to be on three or four times a year for five hours on Zoom. I go into 14 breakout rooms and I meet wonderful people like these three wonderful, wonderful human beings that are here with me talking about creativity today. But all of you have to do it six times five hours, six times in two weeks to meet about 120 media people. So congratulations to you for your fortitude. And this is probably like an Ironman doing the summit and you get to meet all kinds of interesting media. So let's go around the table. Anissa Buckley, so happy. I was teasing you with great admiration when I said you had to get off the bike off, whatever you were doing in your triathlons and your mountain, whatever you're doing in your ocean triathlons. I'm I'm very impressed. I'm a desk jockey. What can I tell you? Uh, I'm impressed with anybody who can do as, as much as you've done, and we want to hear all about it. So Anissa, I'm putting you on full screen view, officially welcome to read my lips, and take about three minutes if you can cram it all in. What have you been doing with your life? And a little tiny bit about what creativity means to you. Anissa, welcome. Wow, thank you so much. Uh, So briefly, I I spent about 15 years in Fortune 500 companies, Procter & Gamble, Sprint, Reebok, Xerox, Uh, And then I I really um, decided to follow my heart when I was in my late 30s and developed a database of uh, all the products in the grocery store, scored them against FDA claims, um, and then started working with large retailers. The reason I bring that up is my passion is health and wellness. So I didn't discover that until my late 30s. Um, That that sort of circumstance uh, landed me at the White House in Obama's era, which was fun because I got to meet with their personal chef and do some work with them on the Let's Move program. Um, but from there, um, I had sort of a, let's say a pivotal year when both parents passed away. I sold a second business, went through a divorce all within eight months, uh, changed my life, took off, started traveling with a former pro athlete. And that's where I got into the Ironmanning and the 
uh, extreme altitude summiting and things of that nature, which uh, again, changed my life because I found myself in the best shape of my life at age 50, which has sort of carried forward. And we can talk about that later into what I'm doing now, which is a new business along those lines. Um, so creativity to me is, uh, you know, really, it, it's pretty obvious. To, I think we all think the same way, which is just opening your mind when you're thinking about problems or issues um, to realize that, uh, you know, maybe the 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 most commonly taken track um, is not the only track. And so just going overseas, traveling internationally, that's one way to learn. I can tell you that and we can talk further about that. Anissa, you did an incredible job condensing a life. I think it was less than three minutes. I'm I'm a great admirer of that. Uh, I, I do have to say I researched what you did for the food industry, for the grocery industry, and you are a pioneer. And your company you. was, well, no, th thank you, because you helped us, you created a scoring system to rate foods. And that's something that the industry needed for a long, long time. And your company was bought by a big company and you became an executive there. So very honored to have you uh, people of great accomplishment, which you all are, or who I like to talk to. So thank you very much. Thank I'm, you. Honored, I'm honored that you're all here. Thank you. Rob Tillman, you're up next. Let's talk about that. It wasn't even a $2 bill. What happened to the other half of that $2 bill? Rob, let's have a little three minutes, condense your life. If Anissa can do it, I'm confident you can too. Rob Tillman, go. I can do three minutes and change. So no worries, no worries, no worries. As for me, I'm not as distinguished as our great guest, but I'm that guy who just does a simple thing. I'm the guy who's behind all the superheroes. So what I do is I help people to bring out their superpowers. And where that came about was I am a middle child. I was between two prom queens, if you can imagine that. Both my older sister and younger sister were both prom queens, and I'm the only boy and a middle child, so I'm that invisible guy. And I learned that my job is to help support everybody else in their journeys. And that journey has taken me all around the world. I lived in China, Mexico, 13 different states, UK, France, all these different places doing different things. And what I did in all these places was always the same. I found out what was the greatest strength someone had and made sure we brought that to the forefront to help companies make uh, tons of dough. And as for creativity, then for me, I like to think there are three major eyes in creativity, not I as an I, but three different things that really you can categorize creativity into. The first is imagination, which a lot of the people have. The second is uh, invention, which is to come up with different types of things. And then me, I'm that third one, which is innovation, where you take something and you just bring the best out of what it is. So we still have some change left in that three minutes. Wow, wow, wow. I have never had anybody pull apart the word creativity and, and assign the letters Rob, that was very clever, very innovative, very imaginative, very ingenious, very creative. Thank you, sir. Thank I appreciate you. that. No, I, that was that was wow. So what, I want to know two dollars in your pocket. How old were you at that time? Because that's your jumping off point. I that assume is in my your jumping story. off point. So I graduated high school uh, May 28th and June 5th. I had everything I had, including my two dollars in my pocket, and I went off into adult life trying to figure this thing out. And it has been a crazy creative ride because when you don't have, you have two things, you either have capital or you can have creativity. And I think creativity is what brought me there, not capital. That's another quotable moment. If you don't have capital, you need create. What are you 
doing to my show? This is amazing. Thank you, Rob Tillman. No I'm, worries. I'm trying to say I appreciate everything. I think I, I threw your earpiece out of your ear there. Okay, I, I hope you. Telling you. I hope you heard the compliments. They're, they I are they are flying you. for all of you. Victoria Raider, so happy to have you here. Can't wait to hear your story. You get the same three minutes. Go ahead, Victoria. Welcome. Ah, uh, thank you. Well, you know, I have three minutes, so in the beginning of time, <laughs> I just have to do it. I just have to do this. <laughs> okay, I was born in Ukraine and immigrated to the U.S. about a quarter century ago and had this great idea that I wanted my kids to speak uh, Ukrainian, speak Russian, so I was going to homeschool them. And I figured the best way to learn about the world was to travel it. So I took him to Greece to learn ancient Greek history, came home after three incredible weeks. My husband sat me down and he said, sweetheart, the plastic that you've been swiping, there is nothing attached to it. Welcome to American debt. <laughs> so I've created debt first. And that's the point of a creativity. I first created debt. And then to get out of debt, I created a real estate business during recession that allowed me to become a top 1% of the agents in the country while homeschooling my kids, while traveling, and I, while sobbing at night, by the way, you know, before we see this picture, while sobbing every night, <laughs> feeling I'm failing at everything while succeeding and all. Um, and then I started coaching people the steps of success that I've taken, only to find out that all of our practical strivings are limited to our deep subconscious programming. And that until you know what it is that is running you from inside, you're limited to what it is you can do on the outside. So when I got a PhD in metaphysical sciences to know how the subconscious works, studied the energy modalities, and in 2013 found my company, You To Shine, that focuses on spiritual, energetic shifts, and practical applications. And we create a ton of products and services to support that. So creativity for me is the rite of passage for us as humans on this earth. We continually create. We either create issues or we create solutions. We create troubles or we create greatness. We cannot but create. So the journey of creativity for me is the journey of increasing your awareness of what it is you create and how you can master it. And that's pretty much it. That's it. That's a lot. I'm... I am very impressed with all three of you. To, to the three of you and to my audience, when I go to the summit, I have a calendar, I speed book, and I book between 30 and 35 people at each summit to fill about four months of shows. And it's just happenstance that Anissa and Rob and Victoria are all on the same show tonight. It wasn't, oh, I think Victoria will be a good match with Rob, and Rob would be a good counterpoint to Anissa. I don't have time to do that. I got two and a half minutes to book you to write it down, to get your phone number, to get a summary of what you did, and, and to get the monitor to get off my back and say, two and a half minutes, it's time, it's time. So it's a challenge. You should see the document when I'm done. I have thousands of words there. But I'm I'm very impressed with the three of you. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, sometimes I feel when I meet people like you that I haven't done enough in my life, even though I'm on my eighth career. And I feel that, you know, we talk about why. What's your why in life, Victoria? You know what your why is, Rob. You know, and, and Anissa. My why in the past few years has been in getting up in the morning is to talk to interesting, smart, thoughtful, insightful people like the three of you. And so 
I thank you. You've made my day. There you go. Well, the show's not over. Let's get going. So now it's time where I've asked my guest to send me a quote from a fictional movie or TV character or from a song lyric that has nothing to do with anything in particular, and they're going to relate it to creativity. I've got a hair in my in my face here that's driving the heck out of me. I'm just going to do this. Sorry about that. It's reality radio. I told you that. So let's go to Anissa Buckley. Anissa has sent us a quote. This is not the quote I was expecting, Anissa, because the quote is from Pete Maverick Mitchell, played by, of course, Tom Cruise. This is the new movie, Top Gun Maverick, the 2022 American mil- military action drama film directed by Joseph Kaczynski, blah, 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 blah. And it's the second installment in what is now the Top Gun film series. But the one that everybody loves to quote on my business shows, Anissa, is I feel the need, the need for speed. But that's not the one you picked, and I was so intrigued. This one is just four words. I love the short quotes. Don't think, just do. Anissa, what does this guy do with creativity? Like, we can't guess. Go ahead. Well, what does he do with creativity? I don't know. But for me, you know, (laughs) if you just move forward and you start doing things, opportunities open in front of you. And that's where creativity comes into play. So, you know, don't think too much. Do not ruminate because the brain is designed to protect. It's always going to pull you back and tell you not to try something. So that's where creativity comes into play. I like that. And does that go to, can we bring in Yoda's famous quote from Star Wars, do or do not, there is no try. Do you think they're related? I think Rob there's a correlation there. Absolutely. I think, I think so too. When I'll I take was- Tom Cruise over Yoda though. <laughs> I, I think we all will. <laughs> even even now, I understand. I haven't seen the new movie yet, but I hear it's really great. Um, back in the day when in my former life, I was a programmer analyst. But I found out a year ago that I'm considered an early woman in tech. And I didn't know that until I was invited to be the kickoff speaker for International Women's Day, March 2021 by the organization Women in Big Data. And they found out, somebody was on one of my shows, that I had been a, what we used to call a programmer analyst. It wasn't just a programmer. It wasn't, you did all the analysis, all that, then you write the programs, and then you ran them. This was back in the key punch days. This was in the days where a computer room was the size of a warehouse. And you, I must sound like I'm talking, I'm talking in cave days. And, and they had big uh, magnetic, like a carpet layer uses the magnetic to pull up the floor with all the cables under the floor. And the computer's had big blinking lights. Seriously, you, you walked into Wonderland. Anyway, what I was going to say is that I had to learn binary math as part of this. And it's the light is either on, the switch is a zero or a one, right? The lights, yeah. forget about dimmers, the lights on or is off. Do or don't do, right? Do or do not, there is no try, just do. That's why I like that quote you picked in this, a long way around it. Okay, I'm on a roll here. Let's go to Rob Tillman. Oh, this is interesting. He picked a quote from Morpheus, played by Lawrence Fishburne, to Neo, speaking to Neo, played by Keanu Reeves. The movie, of course, The Matrix, 1999, science fiction, action, and cyberpunk film, written and directed by the Wachowskis, the first installment in The Matrix film. And here is the quote. I don't know if I can do this in a Lawrence Fishburne voice, but I'm, I'm just going to do it in my voice and just, Rob, you can just correct me. Okay, I'm trying to free your mind, Neo, but I can only show you the door. You are the one that has to walk through it. Rob, that's so deep. How'd you find this one and what does it have to do with creativity? Go ahead. Everything, everything, everything. It begins with the fact of that movie. So that movie set a genre. It totally changed how we looked at everybody always does the reverse where you're going with the Neo and the bullets coming. So it taught us how to look at movies a little bit differently. It also happened back in 1999. 
And a lot of us were thinking about what's going to happen in the 2000s and, and what is coming and is this going to be our future? So we were all looking at what the creative things were going to be, which we're going to bring about what was in the future. Creativity is always about the future. But in that quote, what I'm really, what I look at is like the way that I've always lived my life and what I always share with other people, which is you are who you are and no one can force you to be anything else. You just have to have the courage to take the step forward into being who you really are. And for people who are creative in any way, then it's so hard for them to do because the whole entire world is trying to push you into the box of, of what they want you to be. And what your creativity is always asking you to do is to step out. And it's really hard for you to take that step. And that's what Morpheus was telling Neo. He says, you can stay in this box as long as you want. It's not for him to push you out of it or anyone to push us out, but it's for them to give us that opportunity and, and to give us that choice. Thank you. Beautifully, creatively interpreted. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Very, very interesting. I hadn't heard that one from The Matrix, and I'm glad you selected it. Thank you, Rob. Mm -hmm. And let's go to Victoria. And Victoria has sent a quote that's interesting. It's a partial sentence. It's from the movie Galaxy Quest, 1999, same year as Matrix, American sci-fi comedy film. It's a parody of, in an homage, you're not supposed to pronounce the H, Anessa, we know that, right? It's not homage, it's homage, very French, to sci-fi films and series, especially Star Trek and its fandom. The film depicts the cast of a fictional cult TV series, Galaxy Quest, who are drawn into a real interstellar conflict by actual aliens who think the series is an accurate documentary oh my the film achieved cult status especially from star trek fans for its affectionate parody of star trek and mainstream audiences just liked it as a comedy star trek fans voted it the seventh best star trek film of all time did you know that victoria in 2017 oh yeah this was and readers digest put it on their 2012 top 100 funniest movies of all time that's how good it was so i have to go find it here's the quote you selected Oh, that's not right. No, I don't even know who said that. I was just so tickled by the quote. Set us up, Victoria. Where'd this come from? Oh, you know, the the take on that can be from different aspects. The first one, you know, it's at the moment of the moment uh, in the movie when the true love shines between different species and everything is beautiful. And then you see tentacles wrapping around a human body. And one of the characters just goes, oh, that's not right. And the funny thing is that you cannot help yourself, but you just howl, you know, you laugh. And what does creativity has to do with laughter? Well, when we laugh, our brain goes into theta brainwave, which happens to be the gateway to gamma brainwave through which all of the innovative ideas come through. So if you're stuck, if you're really stuck in anything, watch the movie, laugh it off, and you'll be just blown away how creative solutions will start coming through. So that's the practicality of laughter. Now, the second part of that is, you know, that's not right. We're so careful now to not judge. We're like, do not judge, you know, don't judge anybody. Don't judge anybody. Don't judge anything. And the thing is, judgment through criticism or comparison is poison. But judgment through learning is discernment. So as a result, we're developing a clueless, completely disabled culture that cannot create because we're taught not to judge anything. It cannot be possibly right or wrong for us. So what I loved about that moment, he's not saying it's wrong for them. 
He's saying it's not right for him. And there's such an amazing connection because when you judge something as dysfunctional, you can create a solution for it. But if you're justifying it as functional, then we're all equally stuck. So I think it's so cool for all of us to free ourselves to a point of discernment and creativity and say, huh, that's not right. I can do better. I can fix it. I can solve it or I can find somebody who will. Wow. <laughs> the three of you have just absolutely blown me away with not only your selection of quotes, but how you interpreted them relating to creative. Thank you. Thank you for doing the work. And I have a feeling you all had fun with that. It was, probably wasn't a lot of work. Let's, you know what, I'm going to do things a little out of order tonight. We're actually ahead of time because you all took me seriously on the three minute rule and we're, we're just zipping through. I have a lot of stuff to talk about, but let's go through when I'm going to pick one creativity statement from each of you. I asked you each for four. I'll just read whichever one it is. You don't have to go look for your notes and then just, just take a couple minutes and tell us what it really means. So I'm going to go to, um, I'm going to go to creativity statement number two from you, Anissa Buckley. You say creativity is sometimes lonely as you can be the only one to see something. I think I see Victoria nodding. I saw a little tiny nod from Rob Tillman. There it is. I got it. Anissa, I'm putting you back on speaker view. Would you explain what's this loneliness? How do you deal with it? Is it painful? Is it exciting? Tell me. Yes. <laughs> Um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it strictly from a startup position right now. Uh, I'm in my third startup and, you know, um, I think you can look at it from any angle of creativity in that your mind, I think the definition of creative, right. Is that, uh, to some degree you're, you're thinking differently. Um, and so if you're thinking differently, then you can tend to be looked at as an outcast, right? As somebody who's not in, in the crowd. And so I think that, um, depending on your personality, you either, you know, can own that and love that, or it can cause you to go into a box, right. And go back into your shell and not use your creativity. So I think that it is, um, you know, it's an ongoing challenge. And I think as we get, I think we start as creative children, right? It's easy to be creative as a child. It's embraced as a child. I think depending on the career path you choose, um, it can be very, um, again, very lonely and almost stagnating. And you have to decide how you're going to handle that. And as you continue to mature throughout life, I think that creativity comes back to us. I think we find a lot of people in retirement going back into some of those, you know, you know, sort of by definition, creative zones in their life, back to music, back to writing, back to art, whatever. Um, so yeah, I do think it can, it, have, it has its moments of being lonely, um, isolating, uh, feeling like you're the only one that thinks that way. So that would be my my thoughts on it. But I'm sure that these two, everybody else who hears can, can expound on that for hours. <laughs> That's just my simplistic thought process I, on I it. I appreciate that. But you know what? We don't usually do this, but let's make this because Anissa said, so let's just get a quick one minute comment. Rob, thoughts about being lonely in your creativity? Is that you've experienced that? Oh my goodness. I, I couldn't stop nodding. I, I was, it was automatic nod because what Anissa saying is, is so true. The process of being creative is scary. And whenever we're scared, we want to be alone. We want to make sure we get it right before we bring it into the world. So uh, yes, as a startup, then everybody in startups is always alone. 
And that's why they start <clears> to form <throat> groups because they're like, hey, are you feeling alone? And everybody feels the same way that they're bringing something to the world that never existed. And they know that it's not going to be immediately embraced by somebody who doesn't have that mind to embrace the creativity of it. So you have to break it up into little bitty pieces uh, that are really close to you. I jokingly used to, to talk to my son and his friends, and I said, people want things that are different, not different. And what I used to mean by that was I said, whenever you bring in an idea to somebody, make sure the first draft of the idea is this way. In other words, close enough to them that they can understand what it is and they're not afraid of it. Not so far away from them, they're afraid to take those steps to get to it. So I, I totally can understand that. Interesting. Hmm. Victoria, thoughts about creativity being a lonely enterprise? I think I can speak uh, of my own experience and hopefully, you know, you can relate to that. Um, and this would be a journey when I was first starting um, my company as it is you to shine. And I was a poor leader. And one very clear factor for my team, I could not share the vision because the vision wasn't clear. So what, what I found is the genius of creativity is that when you have the urge and the aching and the energy and you're messy and you're trying to figure it out and people are asking, and what's next? And you're like, I have no idea. I mean, you know, don't you want to mess with it long enough to find out together? And very quickly you find out that no. Most people would like to A, find out now and B, be paid yesterday. So that's what I found in my that's business right. was, and I was very clear that I understand why I can't lead and why I have to be lonely right now, because mm -hmm. I cannot cast a vision that is translatable to a passion to follow. <clears throat> and the, and it's, been a, it's been a lonely journey up to a point as to where I've created enough pathways where things started making more sense to me and I could share the vision to go towards with passion to the amazing team I have now. So that's kind of how it was for me. And I think mm -hmm. if you're not relating to it, then, then you might quit before you realize it's normal. It's totally normal when you're like, I want to do it and I don't know what it is, but, but I really need to do it. So. Thank you. And Nissa, thanks for that jumping up point. As I said, we don't usually do this. I found out the, the hard way a couple of times that I, I, I did wrote some, I wrote some comedy plays, romantic comedy plays, and they took three or four days. I wrote them and I used community actors. I was in New York on Long Island, had my own access TV show, and I produced the plays there and recorded them and put them on TV and got them down to 29 minutes and 30 seconds, which was my time slot. Rob can understand that. You all can. Yeah, that's not easy when you love every line. And then I made the mistake of producing it in a different community with live actors. Mm -hmm. And I discovered that it wasn't the actors, it was the audience. They didn't get the premise. Oh, wow. They misinterpreted everything about the play. I'll tell you all later. And it was quite a smack in the face for me after five months of training actors and developing characters and rewriting scripts. Had a blast doing it, but I learned that you need to know your audience when you're being creative. I bet you all three can, can uh, agree with that. <laughs> that it's your target audience or it's your audience, even if it's uh, Victoria, the team you want with you, you have to have that vision expressed, honed, uh, it interpreted the right way, Rob, here rather than here. If you're going to have people working with you and they have to, they have to climb into that, that tub or that box with you in the beginning, and then you have to pick your audience. So that's just my experience. I'm not, no bitter tears here, but it was, was quite a, 
quite an eye opener to find out how misunderstood it was. And it was so good. It was really good. I thought let's move on. Rob Tillman, I'm looking at statement number three. I think you and I had a go around on this on email a while ago. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm yes. So we glad, did. I'm glad you picked that one. That's that makes I me happy. I did. I did. Let me read a little bit. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's long. Rob, Rob poses the question, what's the difference between crazy and creative. I'll just read a little more. The outside world looks at the same thing and calls it either creative or crazy. Okay. Therefore, if the world calls it crazy, just because you aren't getting paid, don't worry about it. Everything is not about money. We're going to stop there. Rob, talk to me. What's the rest of that one? Go ahead. Here we go. I'm so glad you picked that one because that's the most fun of all of them because it it really breaks, breaks down to this. Another word for creative is courageous. And let's just substitute the word courageous and put it in that same question. What's the difference between crazy and courageous? The difference is before you do anything and when they can't understand, like you use that word misinterpret, when they misinterpret it, they call it crazy. But the moment they get it, the moment that you take it to fruition, the moment that you cross the finish line, they call you courageous or they call you creative. So the first time you do anything, and and I really got this from uh, when I used to live in China, So a lot of the different things I was doing at that time were related to engineering fields. And when I first went there, then what they would do is they just reverse engineer everything. So they would take something and it would just take it apart and say, we know what it is. And they try to put it back together. And what I was sharing with them is if you don't understand what it really is, you can't really build it. So I used this term and I kept on going through with them over and over and iterating. And what they found out is they started to call me, um, I'm not going to say it in, in, in Mandarin, but they call me the first man to eat crab. And that is a term of endearment for courageous They say you're you're the first man to eat crab because you see this thing and everybody else looks at it and they think you're crazy to wrestle with it. But you're courageous or you're creative to understand what it could be instead of looking at what it is. Interesting. I thought you were going to continue. Very, very interesting. Courageous. I had a guest on the show couple of months ago, a quite, quite a bit older lady than, than all of us and even me. And she said, she talked about courageous creativity. And that was the first time I had heard that term. And I was blown away because you have to be right. If you're going to be out there, Oh my goodness. Doing right. You've got to have the courage, not even of your conviction. I'm going to say the courage of your heart, the courage of your inspiration, the courage of your muse, the courage of your passion to say, and, and I have created this method or this philosophy for all of my radio shows. And under another name, I have many dozens of business shows, thought leadership, enterprise shows, reaching audiences all over the world. And I created this three minute mantra. And I don't know that anybody else is quite doing that. Plus, the three of you picked a fictional quote from a movie at my request. I do this on my business shows. Do you know why? I was telling people for years, pick a famous person's quote. Well, everybody was quoting Winston Churchill and Einstein and Peter Drucker and Mark Twain and Maya Angelou and Gandhi. (laughs) And after a while, I said, oh, my God, I'm going to fall asleep on my own show. These are serious business topics like digitalization, Industry 4.0. Rob, you love some of this stuff. And I thought, I got it. I got to up the game. 
I mean, if I'm falling asleep at every, oh, Winston Churchill, here we go again. Oh, that's the 99th time this year. You know, I do 250 shows a year. How many times can you list? So anyway, I said, no more of that. No real people quotes has to be fictional. And people still send me real people quotes. I said, nope, I don't think that's going to work. No, nope, that's all right. That's all right. You did. I, I, but I'm, I stick to it, Rob, because I believe it makes for better conversation when I get my guests to be creative about how you interpret the quote to the topic. And Anissa, that's why I feel the need, the need for speed from Top Gun is such a fabulous quote yeah. for a business show. Because if you're talking about a company that's a laggard in, in digitalization and digital transformation, I feel the need for speed. Well, somebody's saying that and the rest of the company isn't listening. So you can take any great movie quote and too many people pick that, but it's really wonderful. Uh, th the other one that's a real favorite from people is from 1939, The Wizard of Oz, when Dorothy Gale, Judy Garland says, Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah. What a great quote. One yeah, more is, and, and um, uh, David Bowie, ch -ch, ch ch changes, turn and face the strange. We'll look at the world, look at the world of business. Look what happened with supply chain. Look what happened after COVID. Look at happened after everything. So these are quotes that work, but I get people to think outside that box, Rob. I get them to think in terms of how would I take a quote that has nothing to do with the topic and relate, and it works really well and people have fun with it. And so do I, and I don't fall asleep anymore. There you go. Not on the shows. So let's go to, uh, let's see, I'm up to you, Victoria. I'm picking statement number one. I like this for you. Creativity statement. You say, notice what you notice because what you notice is what you create, create possibilities. I know possibility is an important word for you. Victoria, tell us about this, please. Well, you know, I'm going to use an example <laughs> since I've noticed this gorgeous observation between you and Rob, but I simply have to have to share it as I've noticed it. So he talks about uh, crazy and courageous. And then you've said such a gorgeous thing saying, well, courage is coming from the heart. Well, interestingly enough, the word courageous comes from Latin core. And French, is, le coeur. Le coeur uh, is French's heart, right? Which is the heart. So the courage itself is the creativity that is born in the heart and crazy is cycling through our brain <laughs> without connection to the heart. So noticing that um, and the way I look at that, the quote I say all the time, I probably drive my clients and audiences up the walls, but it's so powerful. Notice what you notice because what you notice is what you create. We all think we're way more positive and maybe even way more creative than we probably are. We, I think we think we eat better, we have better lives, and that's good. It's, it's a kind denial. We've got to love ourselves through that beautiful kind denial. But when I work with people and they want to create something in their life, not necessarily create a product or service, but to create a new reality of being, create a loving relationship, create a better income, you know, create something that is practical, I start with saying, at the end of the day, notice what you paid attention to. Did you pay attention to, and how you paid attention to it? How did you notice? When you, let's say if you were single and you saw three happy couples, what did you feel? Did you feel so excited for them? And did you feel exhilarated? Or were you like, come on, I mean, did you see them? Look at me, I deserve better. I mean, what's happening? Like, dude, were you human? You know, mm. most of us are just being human. And so once you notice what and how you notice, you're learning the very basics of, I teach universal energy laws, you learn the very basic understanding of dominant frequency, which is our brain is vibrating at the thought patterns that we pay most attention to. 
those thought patterns charge us with those emotions. And it is the combination of thoughts and emotions that drive us into results through the actions that we take and into the reality that we create. So the very first step is to notice through laughter what you notice, not through judgment. So when you're like, oh my gosh, look at that SOB, you go like, pause, pause, you know, BS change, belief system change, belief system change, you know, and go like, what is, what is it about them that I'm noticing and I want to change? Create an alternative. Isn't that interesting? Create an alternative. So if, if somebody is a BS master and they're just spewing it out there and it's like, okay, what would you notice? How, what, how, give us a lesson here, yeah. Victoria. What would, yeah. you, what would you want Anissa and Rob and me, Radio Red, to notice about this person who we know is full of you-know-what and they're not making any sense or they're all full of themselves and it's just about them. Me, 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 me. Right, what would you want you, us to notice? I want an example, I'm please. i give you a cool um, four steps. Uh, it's yeah. S-O-L principle, but we can call it S principle. It's amazing. When somebody's being that person, you know, you first have to validate in your mind. They're just being a total ass. Like you have to. Don't say it to them. It's probably not going <laughs> to cause anything good. But you validate that. So you don't deny that you noticed. You validate it. Then the next step is the level of ownership. If it's your own spouse or significant other that is pushing your buttons, you remind yourself, but... They're my ass. I mean, you know, they're being a total jerk, but they're my ass. That diffuses the emotion. The next step is I choose to forgive them and I choose to love them. And you've just created from conflict to a loving resolution. That's just a very basic. But what happens if you're driving and the same thing happens, somebody cuts you in traffic and you're like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you know, mm -hmm. or the political leader that you hate said something, you do the same thing. Oh, what a ass they are. Like, come on. But you got to stop there. Otherwise, you're going to populate the whole world with them, which is what we've done, by the way. Our anger for few has populated the world with many. So you stop and you say, but guess what? They're not even my ass. <laughs> you, you, you dissuade the ownership. The release emotionally is huge. Mm -hmm. And then you get to say, I choose to forgive them because forgiving is not agreeing or allowing. It's simply taking the energy out of yours. I choose to let go. And what will I do to create the alternative? Ah, yeah, mm. that's that's the one. That's how do I create the alternative? That's where the creativity comes in. Thank you for that lesson. I appreciate that. Any comments, Anissa or Rob? Anybody want to comment? Not required. Okay. Yeah, Nothing. I mean, I think. Oh, okay. sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead, Anissa. I mean, just commenting along the lines. I very think very similarly. I think that um, you know, the more we go through life, and the more things that happen to you. Uh, the more you really realize it's the don't sweat the small stuff, right? It's those things that most things that are minor, right? Where, where does this rate on my scale of importance is probably my first question. So if it's something that really resonates with my principles and does really bother me, um, yeah, I have to, it takes me a lot longer to get to that forgiving state, shall we say, but, um, but I understand what you're saying. And I totally agree with you. It's like some of those things are, you just have to kind of, again, judge its importance in your life. And then once you get to that point, you've got to, You've got to be creative in how you deal with it, right? Because if it is something that offends your principles or it's somebody who's like hugely important to you, that's where creativity comes into play. And you've got to figure out exactly what that next step is in dealing with it. But thank you, right. Rob. Anything you want to add? Just a little tag on, which is only simple, which is I take that all back down to free will. And not in a religious sense, but in the sense of just saying this, this term, which is we are all 
gifted and granted the biggest blessing on earth, which is free will, which is actually where creativity comes from. Creativity comes because we have the free will to think differently, do different things, to just express ourselves. And as long as that expression is not hurting anyone else, it doesn't matter if we agree with it or, or don't agree with it. Our value systems are our value systems. And, and the way that we interpret the world is, of course, through the through our own eyes. But what I always share is very similar, just a different take on the same ideal, which is it is their free will to do that thing. And as long as it's not directly affecting me, more power to them and, and, and move on. So it's just a way to disassociate myself from that thing. Or if it's something that is directly in my life, when we talk about those people that we do love and they're affecting us with it, I say, you know what? It doesn't change the fact that I love them. So what am I going to do about it? And I'll just have to accept them for who they are and, and the way that they are. That is their free will to, to do it in that way. Very interesting. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you for starting this round. I want to read to you a couple of notes. I haven't read this on the air in a long time. I found this in 2014. I've been on radio for a long time. Top 10 tips for women in 2014. Nobody get offended. But uh, 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 just a couple for a joke, and then we'll move on because I have some famous birthdays we have to talk about. Aspire to be Bobby. Barbie, the biatch has everything. Let's leave that one alone. <laughs> if the shoe fits, buy one in every color. I've been known to do that. Well, three or four. Don't let, don't get, and this applies to everybody, Rob. Don't get your knickers in a knot. It just makes you walk funny. <laughs> exactly. I love that. And I hope I don't offend anybody with the next one. When life gives you lemons, make lemonade and add vodka. We'll just leave that alone, okay? Um, for for no, I, I'm not going to read the rest of it. Anyway, it's too too uh, it's too it's too. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Let me scroll back up in my notes here. I want to do some famous birthdays here. Would you believe today, August first, in 1779, was the day that Francis Scott Key was born? Lawyer, poet, composer of the lyrics to the Star Spangled Banner. He was born in Carroll County, Maryland. Why that's significant, I don't really know. He passed away in 1843, just that. There are not a lot of celebrity birthdays today. The only one I found, some of you may remember, may, may know his name, Jason Momoa, movie actor. Uh-huh, okay, and this I'll tell you. He played Cal, K-H-A-L, Drogo, in the HBO series Game of Thrones. Oh. He played Ronan Dex on Stargate Atlantis from 2005 to 2009. That's a long stretch. He was in Baywatch, Hawaii. I think I have to find reruns of that. He played Aquaman in the DC film universe. He debuted in 2016 in Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, then in the Justice League, Aquaman, and he was the Hawaii model of the year in 1999. Oh my goodness. Still quite a, quite a powerful looking man. He starred in the 2011 film Conan the Barbarian. I have some birthdays for interesting people. Uh, I like to do the people who are on social media. So I have a YouTube star who is 15 today and his name is not Nico. That's one word, capital N, not capital N Nico, one word, not Nico. So I don't know who he is, but he's not Nico. So happy birthday. <laughs> then we have a 95-year-old who must love Apple because she's called Granny Smith. And she's a star on Instagram. I know, Rob. Isn't this cute? Then yes. we have somebody on Instagram who's called We Love Cha. W-E-L-U-V-C-H-E. And he goes by the name Che, C-H-E, for the C-H-E. And he posts comedic videos, pranks, and vlogs on his We Love Cha Instagram account. There we happy birthday. 
Uh, I don't know how old he is. I misput. I put 95. No, he's something like 23. We're going to give him 23. You're, you're having 23rd birthday. We loved you. Coolio, the rapper is 58. I'm sure that's a surprise to a lot of people. And there's a rapper who's 23 whose name is FG Famous. FG Fame. I usually have much more unusual names. Today is in memoriam the birth date of Jerry Garcia, who mm. left us in 95, the guiding force of the Grateful Dead during their 30-year musical stint. He was ranked, I didn't know this, as the 13th greatest guitar player of all time by Rolling Stone magazine, right. inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1994. And Bob Weir, who was the rhythm guitarist for the Grateful Dead, spread Jerry Garcia's ashes into the Ganges River in India on April 4th, 1996. I thought that was pretty cool. And there is a Ben and Jerry's ice cream named after him. I think it's Cherry Garcia. Yes. Okay. So I think you really made it in pop culture when you get an ice cream named. Nobody's ever going to name an ice cream after me. And I have some breaking news here. This is from an article in the Washington Post. I don't care your politics. It's just not from the Post. I don't care about whether you read it or not. July 12th, 2021. So a little more than a year ago. And the breaking news was creativity may be key to healthy aging. Aha, let me read a little bit. Studies show the creativity, which is, oh, this is something we didn't even talk about. Creativity, which is related to the personality trait of openness. We didn't say that, did we? There's another one for us. Openness can lead to greater longevity. Singing, theater performance, visual artistry may support well-being. Anissa, you mentioned this for older adults. Author and Georgetown University psychiatrist Norman Rosenthal defines being creative as, listen to this, having the ability to make unexpected connections, either to see commonplace things in new ways or unusual things that escape the attention of others. There's our being alone, right? And, right, Victoria? And realize their importance. Ah, you take some, right, Rob, in terms of innovate and mm-hmm. imagine, you take something as commonplace, you see it differently, you say something, take something that nobody else has seen, and you understand the importance. And James C. Kaufman or Kaufman teaches an introduction to creativity course at the University of Connecticut. I didn't know that. He says creativity can be cultivated by following passions old and new. And this, this is what you remembered. You mentioned going back to music and art, right? Try not to, here's, and here's an interesting tip, and I'm going to get you all to comment on that. We have just a couple minutes left. Try not to compare yourself to genius creators or be so focused on the outcome that the process stops being fun. Agree or disagree? Let's quickly go 30, oh, one minute each. That's it. Anissa, what do you think? Don't let the process become not fun. Go. Totally agree with that. I mean, if it's not fun anymore, uh, you're not creative, right? Because then you're focused on a goal and that's all you can see is that goal and it positions you in that channel so that you're, you know, again, myopically focused, which is again, sort of anti-creative, right? In my mind. So that's the way my creative mind works. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Add more. Go ahead. No, that's, I'm just agreeing with the quote or I'm saying, yes, totally agree that uh, it hampers creativity to have, you know, structured goals around something. That's me. That's my opinion. And that's sometimes working in a corporation where you've got deadlines and you've got, right. And you've got, uh, yeah, you've got teams your, and everything has to go through teams to be in. Then, you know, by the time it's done, it's no longer what you, you thought have to and have it's not the, creative anymore. And you have to have, it has to work against your budget and it has to be, yeah. what's your, what's your outcome? What are your results? Your KPIs? And yeah. Or, it's yeah, not fun that. anymore. It's at that not point. fun anymore. I know. I, I was an entrepreneur creating radio in a big company and they let me do it. And it was shocking. Just shocking. That's probably I, fun. 
I had freedom until one boss said you spent more time on radio than you did on your job you were hired for, which was not true. She waited until my review. She told me every week in our meetings, you're my rock star, you're my rock star. And then when the review came, she said, I think you spend too much time on radio, which I'd grown from nothing and uh, to, to a global success. The only one out of 95,000 people are doing this. And she punished me. And I thought, whoa, that wasn't too cool, lady. Rob, does creativity have to be fun? Talk one minute. Absolutely. The process is the fun. When you think about any who is creative, then they get in a flow state whenever they're doing whatever they're creative in. So person who writes songs, the flow is the writing the song. It's not the actual when it's produced, they move on to the next one. The person who does the painting, the same thing happens. The person who's a sculptor, the process is the part that's fun. The output is, is normally for somebody else. They're only focused about themselves and that process that took them from this idea to making it a reality. So it's absolutely the process is fun. I like the fun part. Victoria, should we be having fun? What do you think? Is that the vibration we're going for? 100% agree with everybody. And I think that creativity is just reframing the energy of joy in your most unique, talented way that you and only you are born for. Comparison drains, join empowers, create from the place of you. And that is it. That's really cool. Um, create from the place of you. How do we teach that to kids who feel they don't have a chance in life? Rob, you may be one of those examples, no money in the pocket, and look what you've accomplished. That's a, a whole other show is how do you imbue somebody with the idea that there's somebody special in you, right, Victoria, that you can have those vibrations, you can step into your creativity, you can make something rather than doing something, I'm just going to say bad, uh, you, you can find a future that you create and you can make because the world is, the world has room for creatives. Mm -hmm. That's why I do this show. And I always tell my guests in, before they come on my show, it has nothing to do with being a singer, a dancer, or an artist, or a musician. This is about creating your life. And that's a bigger concept I'm going for. Mm -hmm. I appreciate all three of you. It's time. We're going to take pictures, so don't go away afterwards. I didn't do it before. Would you please tell us where people can find you? Anissa Buckley, website, where do you want people to go? www.b-untethered.com. That's the letter B dash. That's a regular dash, not an underscore. So B dash U-N-T-E-T-H-E-R-E-D. B Thank you, yes. I love to spell URL, so it's my pleasure. <laughs> That's a clue. Rob, don't spell your own URL. I'm going to do it. Rob Tillman, <laughs> where can people find you? Rob Tillman, the hardest one here, dot com. R-O-B-T-I-L-L-M-A-N dot Com. There we go. Two L's, one N at the end. Very nice, Rob, with one B. You never know, Rob. Eh? People spell things differently today. That's true. Victoria Rader, where can people find you? Utershine.com. That's the letter Y, the letter U, the number two, S-H-I-N-E.com. Did I get it right? You sure did. I did. And I'm not even looking at my notes. I had to remember back. There's so much in mama's head tonight. So I want to say a thank you to Josh, our engineer, and a shout out to the team at Voice America Empowerment Radio. And I'm not going to rush through my closing here because I don't have to because we have a little bit of extra time. We've got actually a minute and a half. I usually do this in 30 seconds. So I guess please stick around. We're going to say goodbye to Facebook in a second. Oh, it stopped streaming here. I don't know what's going on. There we go. Nope, it stopped. I'm sure it's recording. Anyway, let's, um, let's do the closing here. Life is short. Break the rules, right? Forgive quickly. 
Right, Victoria? Kiss slowly from experience. I'll tell you that's the best way to kiss. Love, nothing personal. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. All three of you join me in an uncontrollable laugh. (laughs) 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 And never regret anything that made you smile. And there's one more part to this. Work like you don't need the money, right, Rob? Because everybody's working at some point and needs the money for some reason, whether it's in your pocketbook, whether it's emotional, whether it's pressure, everybody needs it. Don't talk about that. Just get the job done and do it the best you can. Dance like no one's watching. And when I was teaching disco in high heels on a Formica tabletop in the cafeteria of a high school in Eugene, Oregon, with a class of 250 people wanting to learn how to dance like John Travolta in a line dance, everybody watched. I didn't fall. I didn't really. Sing like nobody's listening. And I didn't sing on the show tonight. Lucky you. And love like you've never been hurt because we all have, damn it, you got to get past it, right? You got to let your heart rejuvenate, let it open up again. Love yourself, find something, somebody, something to love to open up and let that sunshine in. And here's my last but not least, money talks, chocolate sings, and last but not least that I stole this line. Thank you for turning me on. Everybody wave goodbye, don't go away. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week.